Hi, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast, episode 160 today. And it's a pretty short one, actually. We've got just a few emails. And mostly, I think, if you're learning Chinese, what you'd be interested in here is the mnemonic section towards the end of this podcast. Oh, it's all going to be good, don't get me wrong. But uh, I'm going to go through... If you're learning Chinese and you want to learn vocabulary quickly, we always have a little bit at the end of the podcast where people send their comments and ideas about how to create mnemonics, or as we call them, living links. So uh, stay tuned for that. So the first comment we've got here is Seri Woods on level 19. So there's 57 levels currently in the Mandarin Blueprint Method uh, covering 1,530 characters and 4,500 words, something like that. Um, and we're about to double the size to a hundred levels. So, um, Seri Seri's made it a really made it through a really good chunk of the course here. And she says, "Oh my goodness, look, I made it. Yes, it took me longer than I wanted. Yeah, it always does. Uh, you know, we always wanted it to go quicker than we actually do. But the important thing is, you built an incredible foundation right now. But I totally made it to the end of this level. LOL. I want to say again, your course is fab, and you both explain things so eloquently. Unlike me in my sleep-deprived state right now. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Sari. And trust me, if you knew how many time, how many mistakes I made, I make uh, just making a simple podcast in my native language. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, be so complimentary. I don't think. <laughs> but. Yes, the edited versions of the videos that we leave in the course are very eloquent, and I appreciate that. Um, so thank you. Keep in touch and let us know how you get on uh, as you pro keep progress uh, progressing through the course. Next is Clyde. Welcome to Pronunciation Mastery. He says, I've been prone to drowning in learning Mandarin, so, blue Mandarin, uh, so Blueprint is my life raft. Diving in. Well, not to toot our own horn, but uh, Mandarin Blueprint, I mean, yeah, it's your life raft. You've, you've, you've struck gold with this one, mate. Um, if you don't make it with our course, I mean, I can't imagine you're going to make it because it's just, I personally, as a, as a Chinese learner, I can't imagine anything more clear and easy. If you're a serious learner, that is. Like if you just want to, if you just want to learn some phrases and uh, go out there and just get the very basics, like Mandarin Blueprint maybe is not for you, but if you're serious about becoming really good at Chinese quickly, efficiently, and whilst having a blast, then yeah, Mandarin Blueprint is the way to go. Uh, but that said though, that said though, I say that pronunciation mastery is actually good for everyone. So, um, because you learn about 200 common words and phrases at the same time as just learning how to pronounce stuff. And one of the things that after all these years since I've made it, like since Phil and I made it like what, two, three years ago now, something like that. Um, one of the things that I, didn't, I kind of forgot to say is a huge benefit of pronunciation mastery is the fact that you can go through the course about six hours and you probably won't be able to pronounce everything like a native speaker, but you'll be well on your way. You'll be able to pronounce accurately and clearly every sound of the language and Kind of more importantly, I suppose, at the very, very early stage of your learning, if you're going to China as well, is that you'll be able to read and pronounce pinyin uh, and understand what you're saying clearly and accurately. So that means you can just pick up a phrase book after six hours of our course, in fact, probably less than six hours, if you sort of skim over the where we teach you words and stuff, just go to the main points, maybe a couple of hours, really, a couple of hours of content. And you can pick up a phrase book and read anything in that phrase book 
using the pinyin, of course, accurately, so a native speaker will understand you. So that's that's just really cool to think about that, isn't it? I remember doing that in when I went to China for the first time because obviously I didn't know any characters, and uh, you know I learned I learned Chinese to I, I think I did yeah I did Pim's La just for a couple of months beforehand, just like you know half an hour hour a day, and uh, yeah I learned Pinyin as well, and I just remember going around just, just reading these random phrases I had no idea what I was reading but I knew the English obviously and I was just like I want this and I'd say it and someone would go oh over there or you know they'd be able to answer it understand me and I was like wow it's like a I don't know it's like a book of magic spells or something um, so that's really cool next is uh, Collier on Ban and Collier says nah ban. about 50 times per day at the office <laughs> yeah so if you uh, basically it's, it's like what if something something happens what would we do then so for example right? if the guest doesn't arrive or the customer doesn't arrive or doesn't come what do we do how literally how to manage there's <laughs> probably a better word uh, but yeah how to manage this how to how to solve this problem um, so yeah it's really common um, and yeah, it's a good phrase you can go and start using right now. Next is Brian on uh, when. This is in the pronunciation. <laughs> this is quite funny. Um, when and when he and guen. Pronunciation mastery, of course. He says, so is it fair to say that guen is something like F off? And the answer is absolutely. You've got to be very careful with that word. I'm not going to tell the story. I'll let Phil tell it. But maybe if you want to ask him say, do you have any stories, Phil, related to saying guen to Chinese people? And maybe he'll tell you, maybe he'll pretend that there is no story, but we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Next is Eve Boykova on problem initial SH. Shi as a conjunction. I knew intonation played a role in general in Mandarin speaking, but so great to become aware of how it impacts real-life speech in specific ways at this stage makes for many more light bulb moments during listening big thanks for introducing it like this yeah this is an interesting point you know this is something that i think i did and i think most people would think and assume or at least be wondering about at some point early into their study it's like well chinese is a tonal language right so does it have intonation and if you know if you aren't sure what intonation is um I guess, uh, yeah, let's just saying what in different ways. So if I say what, like with a sort of fourth tone, right, that's basically what it is, what, then that's kind of like I'm demanding an answer from someone, right? But if I say what, like with the first tone, I'm just kind of like, maybe I'm just like I'm seeing something. It's kind of funny, right? I'm being jovial about it. Or I'm like, what? Like someone just told me something amazing or, or just crazy, and I'm just like, I can't believe what you just said. Um, you get the idea, right? That's intonation. It's like saying words or phrases in a, in a certain way to give a different meaning. And you think, well, Chinese is different. It's tonal. So surely the tones are used for the meaning. How can they also be used for the intonation, which is also kind of meaning, I guess. But you know what I mean. It's not like in terms of definition of the word. Um, but it is very commonly used. My wife told me a good uh, example of sort of a sentence for this, sort of illustrate this t intonation thing in Chinese. So you take the sentence... 我是一个人, right? I am a person, right? If you say, 
我是一个人, like you, you, you put emphasis on the 我, it's saying I am a person, but he or she or it most likely is not, right? Or if you go into a, into a restaurant, you say, 我是一个人, okay, so I am one person. Or <laughs> if someone's like uh, maybe questioning your morals or... Uh, or maybe uh, looking down on you in some way, in some really bad way. You can say, 我是一个人, I'm a person. So you have to speak to me like I'm a person, not a dog, you know, something like that. Right? But you get the idea. So you can emphasize certain words and it has a completely different meaning. Um, so anyway, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, so yes, intonation does play a big role. And next is Zephytherus adrastos, which is possibly the best name I've ever come across. Hope it's real. Interesting to note that a rice plant, this is for me, by the way, me means rice, me fan, da me, but it also means meter. And it's something I've never personally ever thought about until now reading this. Interesting to note that a rice plant grows to about three feet or one meter. So it's an accurate analogy word. Uh, to indicate the measurement of a meter. Fascinating. I'm just going to take what Zephyrus said as absolute fact, by the way. I'm, I'm just assuming that he's, he's correct in saying that a rice plant does grow to three feet. If that's the case, I'm fascinated by that, and I will be telling everyone that without confirming that it's actually true from now on, because uh, that's the sort of person I am. So thank you for that. Keep those. Any more tips? Any more not tips? Little... Factoids, send them in, please. Next is Jim McLennan on special effects and memory athletics. This is right at the beginning of the course when you get into phase one and we're teaching how to create memory palaces to learn characters, right? And he says, I've just begun my journey into the hands of movie method. That's what we call our character learning technique, if you aren't aware. Um, no, no better way of learning Chinese characters uh, in existence as far as I know. And I know that because we took some of the best methods for learning characters, combined them, made them way better with our own innovations. So it's like, um, if there is one that you think is better, please let me know. But uh, I highly doubt it. Hands and move method, and I'm back into long forgotten territory. About 30 years ago, I was going through a tough time and sought self-help techniques. I bought a book on self-hypnosis, and guess what? It utilized the memory palace techniques. The reason I've posted this is because all of us worldwide have gone through a very tough period recently the virus, you can, as I did many moons ago, take yourself in your mind's eye to a far gentler, more relaxing place and dramatically relieve your daily stresses and worries. Blessings to you all, Jim. Thank you very much, Jim. And uh, I do actually, um, yeah, I do find that uh, the method that we use, the hands and move method, the memory palace technique does offer a sort of kind of a, way, a method of escape in some way. Um, you can just sit there, close your eyes, and have fun and learn Chinese at the same time. What could be better? Seri is getting, uh, has got in touch again, and she just commented on man man. So there's a phrase, 你慢慢说,别着急,别着急. So uh, 慢�an说, 慢慢 is just like slowly, right? 你慢慢说,慢慢地说,别着急 is like, hey, don't... Um, Jaozi, I guess. It's not nervous, it's not stressed. What would be the best definition of Jaozi? I know we obviously have it in our course, but I haven't looked it up. Jaozi is like uh, stressed out, I guess, or uh, anxious. Anxious would be uh, probably the best word. Be a Jaozi. Don't be so anxious or don't be um, 
sort of anxious to do something, impetuous maybe. Possibly the phrase said most often to me as a child. Nice to know how it would have sounded in Chinese. I love getting the sentences that appeal to real world me. I feel like I'm, I'm eventually making progress, even if it's a small thing. Oh, fantastic. And uh, once you've built your foundation, like you get past, let's say, you get well into the intermediate course and you've, you're able to just read Chinese to a relatively high level at that point, you can start exploring sentence mining. So if you want to learn a new word that's you haven't come across in our course yet, eventually you probably will because our course is going to be so big that you're going to, um, it's going to pretty much cover every word that's not like ridiculously advanced and rare. Um, but, you know, say you come across a word that you want to learn before you get to there in our course, you don't want to wait like weeks or months to get there, right? And you want to learn that word, you have the foundation now where you can actually go to um, baidu.cn slash D-I-C-T, that's my favorite. Or um, there's loads of what, what I call sentence warehouse, just type in Chinese example sentences and you'll find there's like line, 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 L-I-N-E dot D-I-C-T, I think or NCI, it keeps changing its name, but anyway, you'll, you'll, you'll find it, line dict. Go find an example sentence that you can mainly understand with a lot of context, it's reasonable length, and then just put it in your flashcards. Uh, it helps to have audio, that's like the downside. All of our sentences come with native male and female studio quality audio, right? So you're not gonna get that, but um, you could get your tutor to uh, record it, or even better, send her a bunch. Um, and just get her to send it back to you and create the with with the audio or just get her to create the sentence for you <laughs> or him um which will cost money but you know it'll be higher quality and that you'll have more of a, a memory of a stronger memory of the sentences because of how you got them um so searching for sentences and and uh creating mnemonics the actual process itself is also does also make things easier to remember which is pretty cool so next is cindy on uh and Mingtian, and she says, yes, thanks for the video explanation. I love yung, the yung twang when I hear it in Chinese gram dramas. Oh, I can't read today, in general, really, but today especially. And have gotten used to shadowing that sound. Phil also made a great point that it reduces the chances of a learner mixing the ing with the in sound, which for me was the it was and still is, I suppose, the most difficult sort of minimal pair. It's called a minimal pair, like sounds in a language which sound very similar, but are very actually different. So ing and in in Chinese for me, and I think must be one of the hardest. It, it might just be me, but I, I've got a feeling that that's probably the hardest or one of the top three hardest to sort of identify. Did he say ing or in? Um, but the biggest thing, um, if you aren't already aware, Cindy, or anyone else listening to this, if you're having trouble listening or identifying similar sounding sounds in Chinese, Mandarin, then um, the, the, the biggest, the easiest remedy to that is learning lots of vocabulary. So just for example, I'll take a really basic word, right? Dianying, which means movie, literally electric shadow, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> Now, there's no word in Chinese. I've learned thousands and thousands of words, and there's no word that I know called dianyin, like with an Y-I-N, dianyin, with that tone, pair, and Y-I-N. It just doesn't exist. It might exist, but I don't know it, and I know, you know, 99.9, 99.1% or whatever of, like, the, the words out there. 
So, so yeah, as you, and you don't, Bob, you don't need to get to like, you know, 10,000 words or whatever before you can start doing this. You can start doing this after a thousand words, 2000, like you get, you can start to be like, that must be ing. Your brain does this very, very quickly, instantly, in fact, because you're like, there's no combination of those two sounds with that tone pair that I know of, but I do know it for in, but I do know it for ing or vice versa. Um, and that is just simply the most effective way of solving the problem, in my experience. Next is Colia again, um, for another bonus. She says, uh, actually, I don't know if Colia is a female or male name, but I'll just say Colia. Uh, is Ke also uses a shortcut for Ke shi. I feel like I already saw that in instant messages, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Ke. I, I, I've never personally uh, come across it in just everyday speech, possibly in written or formal, but kur, yeah, 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 it's used in formal, I believe, to mean to mean like it's a shortened version, but you wouldn't hear it in spoken Chinese. I, I haven't, <laughs> and that's again not to say that I've heard everything, and I'm like the master of Chinese, but I, I daily, daily input for you know five, six, seven years, I don't know. So, um, but. Ke by itself is used quite commonly to basically mean very, uh, but it's used in a rather specific way. So I'd rather than, I, I could explain it. So basically, um, like so. Okay, so ni bie zhe yang, or ni bie ni la. Let's let's say that because that's actually a phrase that I've heard recently. I'm just like you can use that. So ni bie zheng la. So don't throw that or throw that away, right? It's probably the most common context. Ni bie, like do not bie means don't, right? But if you say ke bie zheng la, like just add that in front, it just makes it extra strong. So really do not do that, okay? Um, so ke, you'll, you'll use that as like a, it magnifies intensity of certain usages like that. All right, so told you it was a pretty short one today. That's the last email slash comment that we've had this week. Um, that just on sort of general miscellaneous topics. Now we're going to jump into the vocab living links, right? So this is sort of a phase two of the course. We start introducing this once you start building up your characters. Then we uh, guide you on how to learn compound words very, very quickly. Like we're talking about almost instantly, I'd say like one or two minutes tops to actually learn it. And then you, by creating this connection, then you think you find an image related to that connection you put in your flashcards. And uh, that's it, and then you start reviewing it. Because of course, just like with anything, no matter how great your learning technique is, it's very likely you're gonna forget everything within a you know, relatively short amount of time. If you don't review the information, reviewing is essential. Um, now it's gonna take a lot longer to forget the way we teach you, but still, you do need to review, right? So anyway, um, if you're learning Chinese, I highly recommend that you uh, use this technique that we're about to get into. The first here, so John McLeod, I believe that's how, yeah, that is how you pronounce it, on vocab unlocked for from in, as in in way, so which means because, and he just says, I used an image of a chicken crossing a road because it, supply punchline, so choose your favorite chicken crosses the road uh, joke, that'd be great for an image as well, you could find an awesome image for that, I'm sure, and put that in there. Um, and you, you, again, this is kind of like, you always like to think about the characters as well, in, way. So reason, in means reason, and way is like for, basically. That's one of the meanings of it. So 
the reason is for it's very sort of straightforward it's kind of a built-in mnemonic so you could put that in your notes as well if you wanted to next is annette bicknell on vocab unlocked for yun as in yun qi which means luck so yun by itself means to transport so um you you'd say uh, you wouldn't just say it's more something uh ni ba nigga ni ba ni da nigga how I'm so bad at coming up with examples on the fly um what ba what ba ni da xiangs i take your luggage or your you know your your suitcase let's say uh, or your box yun guo chu yun dao yin guo no, I'll yun dao yin guo so I'll like transport it to England so that's kind of like sort of context that yun is used in and then qi qi well qi is like what you would you would probably have had like tai chi tai chi that's how they pronounce it or probably shang chi as well that new movie that's probably that character they're trying to say um uh it's like energy essentially um but it's used in lots of different ways uh, obviously it, the 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 most common meaning of qi is just air breath um but it's also used in that more abstract way to mean like life force energy kind of thing. Um, so anyway, it's like uh, so luck. That's really interesting. I've actually until today I've never actually thought about this combination. Yun qi, to transport energy, or uh, the energy of transport. Hmm. Interesting. So Annette says the Chinese adopted. Japanese lucky cat you see in Asian store windows. So yeah, that'd be a good reference. Reference, but I'd also like to connect some way to these characters. Um, I know one of those Japanese lucky cats in a box. So you've just yuned it from to someone as a gift. Like you've just transported it for someone to give them some energy. Right? As though it's given some yunti. Um, so that's kind of that's good enough, I think. Zephyrus. Zevithyrus. <laughs> Zevithyrus. Uh, New for Shenti. I really like this one when I saw it. I was like, yes, this is, this is just the sort of thing you want. It says an old Chinese acupuncture diagram or poster of the whole body and all the points to stick the needles relates to both body and health. Yes. So that's really good because that's what Shenti does. Shenti How's your mum's shenti? How, basically, it's not how's her body. <laughs> I'm saying it. Um, don't misunderstand that. Uh, it's how's her how's her health. So yeah, this is uh, really hits both. When you find an image that hits both, that's just that's a great thing. Well done. And next is Chad Wrestler on vocab unlocked for well several words here, but he's gone for nanting, nanting or ting. Um, so just nanting, literally difficult to hear or listen, which means bad sounding, right? Nanting. So he just chosen, he says, I used a picture of fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah, there's nothing else you really need there because again, the characters are so easy. Same with these other ones, you know, um, show is actually probably the hardest one on this list and it's really easy anyway. Like show, um, like, let me just look up the exact English, what's the exact English definition of this? Because to feel unwell, happy, unhappy, or pained. Yeah. Um, so you're having trouble with something, basically, is how it's most commonly used. So nan literally, 
difficult to take. It's shoal. It's like to receive from something, some outside force. So it's difficult to take. Nan shoal. I mean, <laughs> just get someone with their head in their hands. Nan guo, I guess, would be like, it's also fairly abstract. Maybe even harder than nan shoal in terms of the, char- the way the characters are used. Because nan guo means sad. But it's like difficult to guo. Like guo is often used. It's like, there's tons of different meanings depending on the context. But guo can mean um, to get over something, get past something. Um, guo ruzi, like, you know, to live your life. Essentially, it's like hard to live, I guess, could be a translation. Maybe, I'm not sure what the original one was supposed to be. But it doesn't matter when you're making mnemonics. It doesn't matter if what you're saying is accurate or not. It matters, does it stick and is it accurate? Is it an accurate definition? Which is sad, so yes. Um, so yeah, just whatever, sad, some sort of picture was sad. Yeah, I'm sure you could come up with something. Nan chi, nan kan, difficult to eat, difficult to look at, which means disgusting and ugly. <laughs> okay, and then nan ting. So I'm not even going to give you ideas because I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I'm sure you could come up with something easily for those. Next is uh, Tina Clark on Vocam Unlocked for Dui. So do is something something like sure. I mean like so saying like in my opinion, you know, or um it could also mean for someone, so um um from someone's perspective as well. Uh check out the example sentences there for exactly how to use it. But yeah, do is probably the most common way of using it. So in my opinion, blah blah blah. Just get someone that you know, that picture of someone speaking like that with their eyes closed the people that do that really annoy me like people that are very opinionated um and don't ask for your opinions just want to give their own opinions so like uh in my opinion i think that you know just someone like explaining something sort of condescendingly that worked for me and then uh we covered this actually in the pronunciation mastery course and i've i've talked about this word a few times it's very cool it's a very good word. And uh bu qi, is like, so qi. Uh, when you have bu qi, usually actually, when you have a, a verb with bu qi on it, you're saying you can't afford something. Mai bu qi. I can't buy that because of no money. Or chi bu qi. I can't eat that because of no money. All right? it's, it's always no money, it seems to be, except in this case, bu qi. Dui bu qi. Like, to do something means to face someone. It's one of the meanings of it. So I, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm ashamed in a way. I'm, I can't face you. Another one is It's like I can't keep looking at you. I have to look away. It's like to keep doing something to fix, uh, to, to do something in a fixed manner. Um, uh, yeah, so what what was what is an example? Maybe from a movie, someone apologizing. Oh, there, there's a movie, there's a that, that music video for one of that U two songs, which I, I'm not really a big U two guy, but I remember being very impressed by the music video. So it's the one with him on a bus, and he's just got all these celebrities. He forgot the reason why he did it was because he forgot his wife's uh, anniversary, and he wrote that song for her. I can't remember the song. It's weird. I just remember the video, but I'm sure anyone that knows U two. Uh, knows what I'm talking about. Um, and do mian, literally the facing side. So it means opposite. So two people opposite. I like the idea of a UFC or boxing match image where you've got two guys facing each other. That'll work. Next is uh, Annette Bicknell. 
for hui, as in ji hui and yi hua. Remember, that's yi hua. It's the third tone, hui. It's not fourth tone. I used a cartoon image for yi hua of a child with a scrape on the knee and a star of pain emanating from it. The pain will go away in a little while. Mm, that's a good one. Um, and ji hui. Ji hui. Uh, don't worry about the, initial, the, the original reason of why these two words, uh, characters are together. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I look at the two words. When I look at ji, I think of machine, right? And hui, as in able to, able to. Now, I'm 100% sure that that's not the original reason. <laughs> Robots are able to. Um, but I think that's a good way to make a mnemonic. Again, it doesn't matter what the accurate reason or definition is as long as it's there so literally you could write this down for your mnemonic for this robots can or are able to uh, give us a lot of opportunities let's say right because they can do a lot of stuff for us we have opportunities for other stuff okay to do to do other things uh, that'll work great the last one here is from uh, actually it's two people they answered the same uh they left a comment under the same lesson, coincidentally. And it's for lai, and so it's lai zi, shang lai, xia lai, and guo lai. So it's four words, three of which are just so easy to think of in terms of a mnemonic. Lai zi is probably the hardest one uh, because it's rather the, the usage of the words. It, they kind of make sense, but not super clearly, right? So let's start with guo lai. Zivithra says, um, it has to be Scorpion from Mortal Kombat saying, get over here as he pulls people to him with his kunai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played a lot of Mortal Kombat in my days and yeah, that'll work for me too. Um, <clears throat> uh, and Christine has gone for the Lai Zi. She says, where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, that's great for a, a mnemonic. That'll work probably by itself. Um, come from yeah literally it's like lai zi so zi of course is often used for zi as in like self and it is used on its own but it's also used in a completely different way and probably as common if not more common way which is a formal way of saying from or like in terms of like usually i guess often it's usually time yeah from this time to this time but just generally just think of it as from a very formal way don't use it in speech like that so literally come from, right? So it's it, it's actually very clear if you know the second usage of that character. If you don't, of course, it's a bit weird. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just I think that'll work. Shanghai. Uh, so the important thing to remember about these sort of directional compliments is just to basically make sure that you show the image. The image is very, very important. It's important anyway for any word, but especially important for these. So Shanghai, it's, it's someone, the speaker is looking at someone else and saying, come up, shang, lai, up, come, right? So maybe you get a bird's eye view of looking down at someone, and that'll be enough. And then xia lai, opposite, right? So it's someone looking up, saying come down. And just make sure you get a very memorable picture that shows that for each of these words. Same with guo lai or guo qu and, you know, xia uh, qu and shang uh, qu, right? Just to make sure that's clear, because these can be pretty confusing when you first start out. And uh, that should work. All right, guys, so that is the end of today's podcast. Um, again, like I said, relatively short one today. But I like to think that um, 
We've got a lot of very short but yet sweet comments in there and uh, lots of little tidbits for you to help you along your Chinese learning journey. And I highly recommend, I've kind of bigged up our course a lot, as I usually do, as it's it, deservedly so, right, throughout, throughout the podcast because it is awesome. It's doing great things for people. If you want to, if you, like I said, if you're serious about Chinese and you want, you want to get to a high level someday, um, then there is no better solution than Mandarin Blueprint. We take you step by step from very, very basics all the way to advanced proficiency. And once we expand the course, you're going to be able to use purely our course, pretty much, and go from zero to reading and understanding and eventually being fluent in native content. I can't be fluent in native content. You know what I mean? You reach decent levels of fluency, which come usually after you've actually built that foundation and you can you start to acquire the language through lots and lots of reading and listening. That's how language is acquired. Um, maybe I'll talk more about that process in the next podcast. But until then, thank you very much for listening and I'll chat to you next time. Bye-bye.